Hello and welcome to another episode of Unboxing Women, where we explore the gender gap in the music and entertainment industry. If you are active in the music business, an independent artist, a musician, or are just curious about how it all works, then this pod is for you. My name is Dana Rex and with me is my friend Micah Rose, and we are both independent recording artists based in Europe. After having been called a bitch for knowing what we want, we were fed up and decided to be such a bitch and reveal what really goes on behind the scenes. Spill all the secrets. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast platform and on our YouTube channel. Today, our guest would like to stay anonymous, so we are not using her real name and we will be removing her image from the video. She has worked at a production company for several years and she wants to bring the things she saw there to light. So Adrienne, welcome to Unboxing Women. You wanted to come on the show to speak up about situations you were witnessing um, in the production world where there was a clear inequality between how men and women doing the same job were treated. So let's start with that story. Um, thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Um, the first thing I realized that really, really baffled me was how for projects, big projects, the amount of money allocated to men and to women was different. Um, from the get-go, I saw that women were supposed to bring more money from their own fund um, to make projects work, while men had more backups and more people who could support them um, from the production company. One day, as I was tired of seeing that, I asked the reason why, and I was told that as women are more emotional, <laughs> it's a bit too risky to invest too much money in their project because at the end, they can have like a burnout or nervous breakdown or deciding not to show up to work. So... <laughs> What? So for that reason, oh my god! <laughs> so for that reason, it was like a better investment to put more money in men's uh, projects than in women's projects. They actually what said a, this. What? Yes. 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 <laughs> what? What a bullshit reason. Ha okay. No, honestly, though, like. This is the same <laughs> reasoning that people say, oh, women can't lead countries because they're so exactly. emotional. But it's, exactly. it's such bullshit because the, the thing that everybody, like, I don't know how far this has gotten past the feminism bubble, but um, men don't classify anger as an emotion, obviously, because they get angry and don't see that as becoming emotional. But it's exactly. easy. Exactly. Yeah. That is definitely a, a huge emotion. <laughs> and they yeah. do get angry. They do. <laughs> exactly. They get angry instead of feeling other emotions a lot of the time. I'm not trying to say this is, well, not all men. Hashtag, we've gone yeah. through this so many God. times. Oh, my God. They get so <laughs> Still sensitive. A lot of uh, you see, they do get emotional because they get sensitive if we say, oh, all men do this. They do, but, but they're not um, allowed to show their emotions. In that no. vein, with the emotional, <clears throat> if men would show their emotions a little bit more, I mean, not anger, but like sadness or, uh, you know, those kind of more that everybody says are feminine emotions, then uh, they would actually uh, have, uh, well, kill themselves less. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. 
yeah, a bit, true. you know, because suicide numbers yeah, for men are much suicide. higher and it's yeah. attributed to, you know, not be, being able to speak up, not being able to seek help, mm -hmm. not being able to talk about your problems and um, not showing emotions or like dealing with, with stuff in, in, in some way, uh, yeah. not seeking um, psychological help or like going to a, a psychiatrist or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. True, true. Hoarding emotions, actually, yeah, uh, yeah. like objects and keeping them until the day your body cannot handle it anymore. I've talked with some men, uh, even in this uh, company, who told me that, oh, it's funny, you're crying a lot. I haven't cried in 25 years. And they were proud of that. Yeah, like, That's a problem, I think, in my opinion, of course. Yeah. People do whatever they, they, they want, but not crying for 25 years? Hmm. It's a bit I odd feel to like me. <laughs> I don't know how it is for you guys, but I sometimes um, have periods where I have like a lot of stress. And um, if it accumulates to a point, there's a, um, a, a shutdown mechanism my body starts where I stop feeling anything. Right? I stop feeling happiness. I stop feeling sadness. I stop feeling stress. I stop feeling, I stop feeling everything. And that goes on for, I think the longest it's gone on for is like a week. And then after that, I break down for two days and then I'm fine. Right. Then, then all my feelings have come out and, and it's okay. Um, I haven't had it in a long while, which I'm very happy about because it's not healthy, but I feel like that might be something that a lot of men go through, except they never go through the breakdown until it's like <laughs> huge. And you, you can't yeah. recover from that. No, that, no, that might be a thing. Yeah. 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 So, Adrian, tell me, tell me more about this. So they, you, you asked them. So they actually had an answer ready. So it's, it's, it's not like, yeah. This, this is on purpose. They've, they've thought about this and they've actively put this in their policy. Uh, how did you react? How did you react in that moment? Um, I was baffled. I didn't know what to say. Uh, mm -hmm. At first, I thought it was a joke uh, because the person who said this to me is kind of known for making jokes. And after that, I double, I double check with people who are a bit higher up uh, in the hierarchy. And I asked and um, I was given the same excuse, but I was also given another excuse, oh. which was uh, super interesting also on the same vein. Uh, I was told that as women are more doing a bit more of self-censorship, uh, they get less projects submitted by women than projects submitted by men. Oh. So they said that they would be glad to produce stuff done by women, but unfortunately women do not dare um, submitting their projects. So at first I was thinking that can be understandable. I completely understand that women can self-censor themselves a lot. Okay, I get it. But I went straight to the person who was receiving the different scripts and I asked her, uh, do you have less projects submitted by women? She's like, no, I actually have twice more projects submitted by women than projects submitted by men. So again, um, every time we had uh, some feminist uh, related events or someone who were coming uh, for a talk at the office, I would hear that um, the focus would be on making women a bit more bold because if women were more bold and more brave and more courageous they wouldn't suffer discrimination <laughs> so it's again victim blaming <laughs> yeah that's the problem sure 
Exactly, exactly. Let's focus on women who suffer instead of focusing on the people who are perpetrating the discriminations. Uh -huh. So I was telling them, you know, it's like telling this woman who almost got raped. Yeah, but okay, if you had jog pants, you know, and if you had like a yeah. bigger coat, you wouldn't yeah. have been raped. Huh? Yeah, um, exactly. Actually, it, rape is rape. That's the rule. Yeah. So if you want to stop rape, you have to focus on rapists. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the same uh, in this industry. So it was, yes, women need to speak up a bit more. They need to be a bit more unapologetic. Um, they actually are already and their projects are still refused or are more um, modified than uh, projects uh, submitted by men. I noticed that also, that men, when they arrive, there are a few corrections here and there, and that's fine. But when women submit something, there is this... Um, you have this women gaze, you know, how women view male, uh, mm -hmm. which can be a critical eyes, and it wasn't really liked. They censored oh. the female gaze. Yeah. Wow. But not the male gaze. But no, not the, the male, male gaze, gaze doesn't exist. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the male gaze doesn't exist. Oh, no, God, no, that no, just no. reminds me of, like, um, we wanted to do an episode at some point about books and um, how there's the, the female gaze and the male gaze and mm -hmm. how, like, there were there's TikToks about women reading books written by men and some of them are, like, about... Her, her boobs jumped up and down as she brushed oh. her teeth vigorously. Yes. And you're just there like, what is happening? What is Don't going on? That. How did this get through a publishing thing? How did the editor say yes to this? And this is why. This is why. Because they don't care. Okay. Oh, I want to know from everybody who's listening, who is who has boobs, okay, <laughs> when you brush your teeth, do they jump up and down? They did do events, though, f feminist events, you say, and then focusing yes. on, oh, making them more bold instead of, well, first, the first thing that came to mind when you were saying that, you know, they have less um, submissions by women because we self, um, um, what's the word, censor? More censor, Yeah. Uh, I, I thought, oh, might, might be logical because we are taught in the patriarchy mm -hmm. exactly. that we are worthless, so, so we, we do tend to carry that around and think, oh, maybe this isn't such a great project. I'm maybe not, I'm not good enough. Maybe I should work on this a little bit more before submitting or should I really submit? Yeah, I, I could get that. But then you actually say that it, you know, so the person who got the scripts got actually more for women. And so they get more for women, but more of the men things are done. So that means that, uh, Per the percentage-wise, you know, percentage-wise, more female projects are just scratched. Exactly. Exactly. And I can tell you why, uh, because I've got an explanation on that also. Um, so as every production company, they want to sell. And um, male are more prone to offer projects that are in the line of what has already been done in the past. Um, and women come with some more innovative idea in terms of, when I say innovative, it's more that it has not been published before, it hasn't been shown and done before. And when women submit this project, they're like, yeah, but putting money in something that has never been done before, huh, do we really want that? I remember this uh, woman who submitted this amazing project about life of emotions and um, she wanted to portray male and female and more so their emotions are as, like 
people who were around them. So she had this really innovative and nice project. But they told her, yes, but you know, if you make it a bit more Marvel-like, for example, uh, with the superheroes there uh, and um, super powerful, sexy females there, that would be great. And she said, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. So I think women come up with ideas that are a bit more artistic, should I say, and less marketing, less product, you know. And um, they don't want to put money in innovative projects because, again, it's taking a risk. I have one name, Micah, Ed Sheeran. That makes me think of in music how people, well, men, who, (laughs) men, uh, music makers, they make the same music all the time. If their music has worked, they do the same thing for a gazillion CDs, a gazillion albums. Women have to reinvent themselves with every album because otherwise, like, oh, but she's done that before. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's normal that women would, you know, be, we're also more creative and would say, okay, we have like this really, this has never been done before. Isn't that what you want to see? Why would you want to see something that you've seen already? Why wouldn't you want to see something that is, you know, like, oh, this is innovation, you know, wow, it's the yeah. first of its kind. Let's watch this. But it comes yeah. down to that people um, psychologically like things that they already know. Well, uh, yes, yes, definitely. Um, but also, like, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I don't think so. Because all I hear from people is, oh, I'm so bored. There's never anything new on Netflix, Disney, um, Amazon. It's always the same kind of revamped. And it's like watching the same thing all over again. And it's so predictable. And it's just, <laughs> people are bored. People are bored of what's, what's coming on. There are some few new things that are, like, really cool. But, like mostly all these revamps like people aren't fooled you know they know that they're getting something they've had before they know but they keep watching and that's the problem i was told uh by a friend who's working uh let's say in a music streaming platform uh that people like people say oh i'm bored with the same old same old but Nowadays, for example, if David Guetta releases a new single that is exactly the same as what he's done five years ago, people will still listen and still go for it. So we not only have to say, yes, I'm bored with that. We have to stop falling asleep in front of these shows that looks like every show you've seen for the past two years, you know? Yeah. Mm, So basically, go ahead. uh, Well, I, I, I tend to disagree. I mean, I like... Um, I like new things as well. And I do that in my music. And that is indeed a problem because then I send it to radios. And they're like, oh, I can't play that because that's too not like all the rest. Um, but then what you, li- you know, people are saying, oh, we're so sick of all the same stuff. But then, you know, you, you they listen to a song that uh, of a genre that is totally new or something that hasn't done before. And they're like, mm, I'm not sure I like that. And then you, you play them a song that's like a ripoff of something else that was a hit like five years ago. Uh, they don't even notice. And they're like, oh, I like this song. Of course, yeah, because you've heard it before. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's perpetuated the whole time, even though people don't even realize it. Um, yeah, it's true. I think it's also something that um, has a lot to do with marketing. 
So uh, you can't market something that you don't know what the response will be like. So like you need something that you know is similar to something you've done before. And then you'll be like, I know exactly how to market this. I know about how the response will be and how much income this will generate. So um, it probably has a lot of that as a background, but it's still shit. Yeah. It's still shit. Thus, the importance of people like Dana Rex, uh, who are self-produced and who Micah come up is also with also self-produced. Ah, <laughs> yes, know that. So you know, you two guys, you're taking the risks by yourself. You're investing your own money. You're making everything by yourself. But at the end of the day, you have the full control over what you're doing um, because there is so much waste, in my opinion. I I love this singer, for example. Uh, Ava Max. Uh, she's a kind of bootleg Lady Gaga. She's produced by the same people who produced Lady Gaga. And when I heard the first songs of Ava Max, I was thinking, oh, it reminds me so much of Lady Gaga. I love that. And after, I remember thinking, her voice is so amazing. Why do we make her sing something that has already been sung a few years ago? And it's because she's blonde. She kind of looks like Lady Gaga. And it's way easier to market her this way than having a chat with her and thinking, what do you want to sing? What do you think you could sing that is a bit different? We should try this out. Instead of giving you the same um, crazy looks we saw on Lady Gaga, maybe we can allow you to do you. Um, nobody wants to take this risk. So the deal for her was you accept uh, this contract and all the implications, or you go by yourself and you self-produce. And she explained that she comes from a kind of poor family and she wanted to make money. So she just accepted, yeah. which I can completely understand. No judgment on that. Uh, but at the end of the day, we end up with someone who had the skills to be different and innovative and who chose to follow the line. Yeah. Because I, I, it was easier. Obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there, that... Ava Max, indeed, she she really, or is it Ava Max? I don't I don't know how to pronounce it. Never, so never she, say this. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, she it, she does remind me all of the time of Lady Gaga. I'm like, you know, is, is even yeah, her face and she looks um, like her. <laughs> really looks really like her. Uh, and, you know, I mean, people look like other people. She can't really help that, but they do market her in exactly the same way. And like trying to uh, recreate the success that Gaga had, she's she she's kind of getting there. It's not in the same vein because obviously we've had Lady Gaga and we can kind of mm -hmm. see through that. Um, and yeah, I do like her her uh, Ava's songs. I'm gonna say Ava because otherwise we're, we th we might think we're talking about Gaga. Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, it's just too similar and too um, um, commercial, really. So it doesn't it re it doesn't resonate with me very much. It's like, oh, no. it's a nice tune, and you know, you sing along a couple of times, but then you get really bored very fast with the songs, mm. uh, which is f a shame. But on the other hand, she's going to go through this for a couple of years, and once mm. she has, like, indeed, she's going to be well-known enough and she's going to have uh, enough uh, budget that she can invest in herself and at one point the contract will end that I hope in the future she will be able to show us herself and uh, do something that she's always wanted to do and she's gonna what she's gonna do is change it up and do something completely different as a female <laughs> artist exactly so, yeah. exactly what, and people what will I say oh see. she's so different 
Yeah, and I when want I to want see to see, yeah, exactly. So women yeah, want to that's see the that. Thing. Men yeah. want to see same, same old. What is why? Why? I don't know. It's um. <laughs> We have no words. <laughs> no, literally, it it is insane. Um, it is one of the things that I've, I don't know, I've just grown really tired of um, the capitalistic market. I know there's good parts to it, but as a creative you just get smashed down and smashed down over and over again and it's just really tiring to have to fit into some kind of mold and then they say do you and you're like yeah i'm doing me but nobody wants to hear it yeah i'm doing which isn't true you just it's really hard to find the people that want to hear it because they also never don't really know what they want a lot of the time Which, true, yeah. true. Yeah. And one of my favorite artists at the moment that I'm listening like like crazy is MIA. Uh, I've always loved her, always. But she explained that what she's doing, so she's completely free, she's doing this uh, crazy original music, but she said, I had to make peace with the idea of going from rags to rich. She explained that at first she had a big contract after her song Paper Planes was released, um, working uh, with uh, Jimmy Lovin and all these big guys from a big productions company. And she didn't feel free. She had enough money to buy her contract. And now she explained that she made peace with the idea that she will never be rich through music. And that's the thing. She explained that to her art, uh, conveying a message is way more important than making money. Mm -hmm. But um, it was difficult at first, you know, being this uh, child of immigrants who had to struggle a lot. She still had this kind of Hollywood dream. Um, but now that she's at peace with that, her music is giving me the best sensations ever. I'm just thinking, thank you for doing that. But she had to make a sacrifice. She had to refuse yeah. the super beautiful uh, flashing lights contract. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a thing I've been thinking about as well. Just, I mean, I haven't had this huge, big flashing lights contract, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's kind of, uh, yet we shall see. Um, but it's kind of the not wanting to compromise yourself, um, uh, because I've learned that compromising myself and my creative, creative, um, ability just doesn't make me happy. And if you're not, Being happy making music, you're not going to be making A, the best music you could be making, and B, um, you're just going to be making, I don't know, you're just going to be making yourself sad, really. Yeah, you're going to so, be doing what somebody else is doing. So, yeah. what's the point? Exactly. <laughs> so, okay, well, with, with all these struggles that women were facing uh, that you saw and men didn't seem to have, were you treated differently as a woman? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I was treated differently as a woman by, <laughs> that's hard to say, but by other women who felt like there was only one of us who could survive. So in the field I was in, you have men who are, I still think, even if it's controversial to say, but the puppet masters of all this game, like, hey, chicks, fight with each other. I'll just take a seat and look at you fighting. And uh, many women arrived 
feeling that, mm, no, 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 there are a bit too many women here. Uh, I will never be heard. I will never be seen. So there was this yeah, competition that started between women. And one of my colleagues, uh, who's super feminist, started uh, creating these little feminist meetings. Um, and we realized that we were kind of manipulated into this behavior uh, because we were told, you know, you're better than her. So you always had a man who would come mm. and whisper something at the other. Yeah, you could have a promotion, but, you know, she's also here too. So, ma. And, and at the end, uh, we realized that we were all fighting for the same interest. Um, and when men at the top saw that women were united, they didn't play us uh, the same. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, I, I've come to know you as somebody who speaks their mind while well, you actually stay super polite while you do that, but you, you know, you, you do push back. So I was wondering, have you ever been called a bitch by anyone on the job because you pushed back and weren't taking any shit from them or for any other reason? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I remember this uh, producer uh, who was notorious uh, for showing up on set drunk, um, even at uh, 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., so <laughs> random time for, 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 for showing up drunk, but anyway. Um, and he had this uh, habit of calling other women, uh, my love, sweetheart, sweetie, a cute thing. Uh, okay. Darling. And, uh, Yes, exactly. And one day he called me, oh, my little lovebird, uh, I need you to do this and that and that. And I just said, <laughs> I'm not a freaking little lovebird, not even yours. So no. Um, and after that, uh, he came to my manager saying that I had no humor, that I was rude, um, that he was just trying to be nice with me. Um, and that he persists in saying that it comes from a good intention. So he shouldn't be punished for that. And after having had a chat with my manager, she's like, he was like, actually, he was a man, uh, telling me, you're being a bit too much of a bitch on that, you know. This guy has a really, this guy has a really hard life. That's the reason why he's drinking. Couldn't you be a bit nicer to him? And I told him that, unfortunately for him, I wasn't ready to compromise uh, just to accommodate a guy who showed up drunk at work. And I actually asked my manager if he would be okay uh, if I showed up drunk at work also. And I started like calling other men my little love bird or my little darling. Oh, <laughs> what did he say? answered me, you would never do that. I know you. No, that's not a good example. <laughs> it's a great example. It's I mean, he's, I, I, my words, I don't have words. I'm so angry right now. <laughs> and, you know, it took a long, long time. And what made me really sad is that they stopped working with this producer when the husband of an actress he had been rude with showed up on, uh, on set and just punched him. So, <laughs> so a man had to come exactly. and be right. Exactly. Yeah. And the actress was extremely pissed because she said, so when I was talking, it had no impact, no nothing. And you needed my husband to show up and to be violent, which wouldn't be the way we solve our problems in society. Huh? I hope we don't get to, nope. to a point when we need to punch people for having respect coming from them. Um, but she was extremely disappointed saying, so my words were not 
important to you, but his words, I mean, not his words, his punch <laughs> actually made the situation different. So we're really sad that you always need a man to come and be the savior of a woman to get rid of those kind of characters. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's actually, um, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday um, and she was, this is obviously not the same scale, but mm-hmm. exactly the same interaction because we all know this interaction. We've all yeah. been in clubs. In Berlin. Yeah. She was in a club in Berlin. And um like she has a boyfriend, but that's not the point, right? That is not the point. She was there alone with some, I think, some friends, but they were somewhere else. And this guy just kept hassling her and kept like came up in front of her, like in her face, wanted to take her hand and and then like grabbed her when she walked past at some point as well. And she kept telling him, look. I, I don't want to deal with you right now. I am not in the mood to get to know new people. You know, just leave me alone. Maybe I'll talk to you later or something. Just right now, I am not in the mood. And also, um, like, she did say she had a boyfriend, but it's like, that should not be the point. Mm-hmm. And also, it didn't even matter because the guy was like, well, it doesn't matter if you have a boyfriend. And I'm like, no, it doesn't matter if she has a boyfriend. <laughs> it matters that she doesn't want to talk to you. And it... it, it it blows my mind that I've I've been this this situation as well uh, uh, so many times where I've had to had a guy friend or just some random guy I've had to go yes. up to have them pretend to be my boyfriend to yes. get the other guy to back off. How is that normal? How is that still accepted? Yeah, a like, no is not a no. It's a try harder. <laughs> And exactly. That's not what it is. It's a no. Leave us alone. It's a no. Exactly. Just we we are not interested. You we will not make your evening better. It's, no. Oh my god. Yeah. And you still have this uh, like dynamic where another man is kind of like you're under the conservatorship of another man who needs to come to save you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's like your your words are worth like nothing and then the man's words. It's kind of like in, um, was it in Iran? Um, Where in... in, in court, uh, females' words are worth 50% of what males' words are worth. Uh, it's insane. <laughs> so coming back insane. to this the guy who was saying yes. darling and lovebird and everything, I mean, that is manipulation because he's saying that because he yeah. wants you to do something, probably something that... It's also that really harassment, is in not, my opinion. Yeah, it's not in your job yes, description, yeah. maybe. You know, no. <laughs> like... You know, some it's it's manipulation, and the fact that he's doing it with everybody is that he's gotten so used to you know getting things done this way that he just does it the whole time. That's manipulation. It's abuse. It's abuse. It's, it's abuse. And yeah. um, you know, I had these conversations uh, with fellow colleagues who were men uh, because women we were all complaining about this guy, and men were like. Yeah, but come on, it's not like he's a rapist or like he touched you, you know. That's okay. They, these are you the know. same people who say not That's, all men. I'm sorry. Because they, they're not yeah, like, I don't do exactly. that. But you yeah. don't call out your pal who does. And that really? makes you that makes exactly. you as much as a criminal. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. just 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 to, to, to clarify, um, so this this form of sexual harassment or harassment in any, any way is fine as long as he hasn't raped you. So anything is <laughs> fine. Yes. 
All right. Just, yes. just to clarify. <laughs> so should we aspire to rape so that, you know, we get a voice? No, because yeah, when you're raped, even then nobody's hearing you either. Exactly. Women who are raped are not more hurt than women who complain about this. So don't make it sound like if he was a rapist, you would jump on the guy to solve the situation. You wouldn't do anything. He wouldn't. No, they wouldn't do anything either. (laughs) No, if you don't do anything when a woman is complaining already at the start with other stuff, you're not going to do anything when she gets raped. You're going to bury your head in the sand and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. And then, well, maybe, maybe... There might be repercussions for that guy, but it will most probably be the girl that leaves that job or whatever. And, you know, exactly. because and she's exhausted. And this, yeah, that's also that solved also, the problem for them. Yeah. The thing that also yeah. a lot of people don't, um, I feel, I don't know if they don't understand or don't have it present in their head or just don't want to understand. But these sorts of things are the starting signs. This is how it yes. starts. And if you don't nip it in the bud when it starts, you are going to have a proper sexual harassment case on hand. Exactly, exactly. And I agree with you so much because uh, I read this statistic. It's on another topic, but on domestic violence, um, I read that 90% of the women who were killed uh, by their partner had already gone to the police station at least once to complain about this man. So when I saw that, I understood why this, uh, oh, women should just pick up and go to the police was so irrelevant because the vast, vast majority of them have already gone to the police. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. Well, on this note. Right. Yeah. On that note, I think that's all for today. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Unboxing Women. And thank you, Adrienne, um, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, for being on this week's episode. If you've ever had an experience you'd like to share with us, send us a DM or tag us in your post with the hashtag suchabitch or send us an email on suchabitch at unboxingwomen.com. Don't forget to drop us a like on Instagram or wherever you're listening. My name is Mike Rose. I've been chatting with Dana Rex and Adrienne. Tune into another episode of Unboxing Women next week. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.